Jumbo, what you will see. Mambo Vip, Yeeti, Aquaba, Tempty, Black people, Africans of the continent, and the global black diaspora. This is Dr. Ambikizi Okan Dukuzumarini, bringing to you today's Pan African Dispatch. M. Heset Neturu, in reverence of the Neturu, and in the glorious spirit of the ancestors with homage to Second Tile II, Ahotep I, Kamos, Amos I, Amos Nefertari, Dr. Amos N. Wilson, Dr. Asa Hilliard, Dr. John Heinrich Clark, Dr. Yosef Ben Yakin, Omawale El Haj Malik El Shabazz, Stephen Biko, and Mangaliso Sabukwe. Today's Pan-African Dispatch is presented from Ghana, West Africa, the black star of the black world and birthplace of Osagiefo Kwame Nkrumah. This communique for 14 October 2021, the year 6262 of the Kushite Kemet calendar, entitled The Problem of Multinational Corporations, is the third in a series that will discuss aspects of the current structure of the global neoliberal order. And now, a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, you know, I can do that? Or maybe you've heard of others who make upwards of six figures every month from podcasting. Well, the good news is that the costs for starting a podcast are low. Even without technical skills, almost anyone can start a podcast. And one of the best companies to help you do that is Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And get this, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Yes. I said everywhere. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. And best of all, with Anchor, you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The Foreign Economic Development Policy promulgated by the G7 countries, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, 
Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States, as well as that of the European Union, India, and China, with regards to African nation states, is intentionally a neocolonial public policy. Neocolonialism is an intricate part of interstate public policy within international political economy. The essence of the old imperialist colonial public policy has remained essentially unchanged across the past six decades. What has changed is that the players have expanded beyond the old European colonial powers to include the ruling classes of nations such as India and China. All of the so-called development partners of the African nation states engage in carefully disguised military, political, economic, financial, commercial, and ideological methods and maneuvers which promote the old imperialist colonial public policy in supposedly new guise. The propaganda arms of the Western Bloc, of the United States and Western Europe, and that of the East Asian power, which is China, engage in a war of words, each accusing the other of imperialist intentions. China has established a naval port in Djibouti, and in its first round of negotiations with Tanzania concerning the construction of a port at Bagamayo, the Chinese investors demanded that no other port be built in Tanzania in the nearby suitable area between Tonga in the north and Mtwara in the south of the country. The Tanzanian government could not question whomever the Chinese brought in as investors once the port was operational, and there were other exploitative and awkward conditions that forced the late Tanzanian president, John Magufuli, to scrap the negotiations. The late president's successor, however, has revived those same negotiations. Still, Anglo-American and French monopolies are the primary hindrance to the absolute political and economic liberation of the African continent. Multinational corporations from these nations, as well as from Japan and China, crisscross the continent initiating neo-colonial business deals after neo-colonial business deals. These Eurasian multinational corporations filled their own paramilitary units, monopolize African markets, exploit domestic labor, avoid paying taxes, skirt government regulations, manage innovation inappropriately, and exploit their financial positions to the detriment of local companies. Multinational corporations deployed their market positions and influence over government to solidify their control, obtaining outsized profits with actions that undermine the public interest. Such actions include illicit financial flows or the illegal movements of money or capital from one country to another, such as through trade misinvoicing to evade customs duties value-added tax or income taxes. These illicitly gained or stolen funds quickly find their way into the banks of the United States and the United Kingdom, and also 
in tax havens like Switzerland, the British Virgin Islands, or Singapore. Lastly, with regards to the extractive industries, when need be, the multinational corporations finance and provide other logistical assistance to parties engaged in crimes against humanity, war crimes, and genocide. Adhering to their training in the European-oriented schools and universities, the Black colonialist political class obligingly provides a permissive atmosphere for the multinational corporations to be, to oper to be operative by avoiding the implementation of tariffs, punitive regulations, and taxes directed at foreigners, and other restrictions on the movement of goods, people, investment, and data across borders. These actions on the part of the black colonialist political class negate the need for old-style methods of imperial colonialism that included colonial plunder and outright open robbery and crass exploitation as it allows for much more camouflage and foot slavery and systematic financial and commercial pillaging. A truly revolutionary African government, an authentically revolutionary nation state in its actions, policies, and pronouncements calls into question the framework, the international and regional institutional infrastructure the norms and status quo, and actively moves its ministers, administrators, and populace to bring about systemic change. And that, my friends, ends today's Pan-African Dispatch. Aluta Continua, Pamoja Tutashinda, Abibi Fahodie. Bye.